Y'all thought the Colts were finished. Y'all really thought we were done. (laughs) Welcome to the Colts cast. Let's get it. Let's get it. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Social media, bump all that right now. Y'all y'all know the Twitter handle, at the Colts cast, Instagram, at Colts cast. Find us on YouTube. What are we here to talk about right now, Jamal? Colts get their first win of the season at home against the mm. Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. 20 to 17. Jamal, mm. how are we feeling right now? Boy, we, we feeling like we on cloud 999 right now. Ah, ah. Look, I was loving I was just loving how we started out in the first quarter, forcing two consecutive three and outs on the Chiefs. That's amazing to start the game. Oh, yeah. We were feeding JT early. Offense had some kinks, but boy, did you see our defense and special teams? Boy. Jamal, who do you want to start out with? Man, you know what? Let's let's just go ahead and get the bad out of the way. I want to go ahead and get that because I'm so hyped at what happened with the good. Let's just go ahead and knock the bad out of the way with the offense and the offensive line. Let's let's get that out of the picture. Ooh, okay. Because boy, okay. that was sloppy. Yeah, I'm gonna be ugh, I'm gonna be honest, man. The offense was still looking rough at times. We got the win. That's the most important part. But let's start with Matt Ryan. I know we always like to say. Offensive line, got to step up. We need to give time or time for Matt Ryan to throw the ball, etc. And then you look at Matt Ryan's stats, like on the box score, 222 yards, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions, 105.9 passer rating. I'll take that, right? You could probably argue he had a better day than Patrick Mahomes if we just looked at the box score. If we just looked at the stats on paper. However, you all watched the game. Jamal, you were at the game. Oh, yeah. Mahomes played better, and there were some glaring issues I saw. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's 72.9% completion rate could have been higher. He overthrew a few people. He tried to squeeze in the tight windows. You know, small mistakes. But my number one problem with Matt Ryan is ball security. I championed him before the season began saying he was going to make the smart throws. He was going to take the checkdowns when he needed to. But, boy... This game was a little reminiscent of Carson Wentz, but with just a worse offensive line. Just wasn't the case today that he was the smartest passer. To me, in my opinion, this is all me. He wasn't throwing away. He wasn't checking it down like he should have. That I know you saw that fumble. That led to that horrible fumble that generated points for the Chiefs. They got that turnover. Not to mention the other fumble he had that was recovered, but... Matt Ryan, we're talking seven fumbles and four interceptions through three games. Really, it just that's really bad. And of course, he didn't lose all those fumbles, but yikes! Yeah, no, absolutely. The yikes is a hundred percent right. Like you said, we can't have the fumbles, we can't have the interceptions because these are mistakes that'll hurt you in the long run. Before we even go down the rabbit hole of the good and the bad and everything with the same, let's just make this very, very clear: the Chiefs were not. The Chiefs that you would normally that you would normally typically see, those were not the playoff caliber Chiefs. 
So I, as excited as I am that we won and everything like that, let's not act like the Chiefs played like they didn't play down to our level because they 110% did. So these Matt Ryan fumbles and a game where it wouldn't matter and these interceptions, the game would matter. We would be in big, big, big trouble. I know we talked about last episode how the Chiefs and I specifically said that the Chiefs would take this game as serious as any other games. And I, I fully admit that I clearly was wrong because, boy, you know, they, they did not look like the Kansas City Chiefs, a Super Bowl caliber team that I know they are. But going back to Matt Ryan, like you mentioned, man, you got to be consistent. These things are starting to scare me because it's just it's just becoming too much of a regular force. And it doesn't help that the O-line played as bad as they did. It doesn't help that, he, you know, Matt Ryan, again, he's just not mobile in the pocket. Mm, I know that we knew that him. he wasn't a mobile quarterback, but, man, that was rough seeing it in person. I was just uh, – the footwork wasn't there. I mean, it looked like – I don't even know what kind of old quarterback Tom Brady paid man in S where they just, like, no mobility at all. And, I, and I'm not expecting him to break a 20-yard, 30-yard run. But there were a couple of times where I just felt like if he would have even had a chance to roll out a little bit to just extend the play for maybe another one to two seconds, something would have opened up. But it was that that part was very rough. So I am concerned with the mobility, with the fumbling and the interceptions, trying to stuff that ball where it needs to be. That's about the most negative thing I have to say about Matt Ryan himself. O-line overall, garbage again. I mean, just that's that seriously scares me, man. I don't know what's going on with them, but they just look just as bad in person. Honestly, probably worse in person than they do on TV. On TV, at least I can go back and rewind and get an idea of what happened when, bro, there at the game, I was just like, what the hell is going on right now? Because it was ugly. But Yeah, we're, we're paying these guys way too much money for mm-hmm. that little production. Taylor wasn't getting much running room today. There weren't a lot of lanes opening up. Like, you know, we saw last year, Matt Ryan, he was pressured way too many times. Too many missed blocks. Is this a communication issue? Whatever it is, it just needs to be fixed. But I I, I specifically watched that one play where, whether it was supposed to be Ryan Kelly or JT supposed to pick up that block, and he ran straight at Matt Ryan. I mean, that was horrible. Um, but like I said, it just needs to be fixed. We just can't have defenders coming full speed at our quarterback, whose mobility is an 18 on Madden. You know, Frank Ryan, Chris Strasser, they, <laughs> they have to get this group back to where it was last year. I've seen enough of Danny Pinner. Send that man to the gulag anywhere but starting right guard. He got absolutely demolished by Frank Clark. I don't know if you saw him get technically pancake or just – blown by but that man was on his back like a baby flat on his back i am like danny pinner i think we've seen enough that's all i that's all i really want to say bad about the offense i I hate that we started off on the low note but now we can transition into the highs of the game because get it even though matt ryan had some lows he still had some great passes Mm -hmm. and he's still great into in that intermediate game he was getting it popping we got the win, of course, but guess what? Alec Pierce, boy, three catches for sixty-one yards. You boy. gotta love that thirty-yard catch down the sideline, beating that defender one-on-one, winning the fifty-fifty ball. Truly a redeemable game for him since week one, and I'm glad Absolutely. he's healthy again. Michael Pittman Jr. 
usual wide receiver oneself. Eight catches for 72 yards. Can't complain there. He did his thing. But boy, Jamal, biggest headline. Do you mm. know who we about to talk about? Mm. Go ahead. That number eight zero. Jelani Woods breakout game. Baby. Doing boy. what we projected him doing with two touchdowns in the end zone, being that big, that big body figure for Matt Ryan to chuck it to. The size and speed was definitely showing on that first touchdown. The strength showed on the second when the defender was trying to bring him down to try to disrupt that catch. Wasn't happening. I loved it. Shout out to Jelani Woods. Shout out to Alec Pierce. Shout out to our top wide receivers. Even Paris Campbell got a few catches. Yeah, he in. got a few snags in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamal, what do you think? Hey, man, I I love the wholesomeness. Finally. I think what um, Alec Pierce had like that one drop, and it wasn't even you know whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog him on that today because it wasn't even that bad. But the consist- consistency with Pierce, Campbell was looking good out there running the routes. Pittman, and like you mentioned, Jelani. I mean, we we literally have talked about this all off season from the day mm. he got drafted. We said that's what we need that red zone presence, and he just showed up and showed out. And that I mean, bro. We can't ask for anything more. And that's what I love to see in the offense because that right there showed us that we're still able to drive downfield because JT still had a good game overall. You know, a good game. He did what he needed to do with what we had going on. What I liked is that we didn't commit for the first time. We didn't commit to either handing JT the ball or just throwing the ball the entire time. It was a happy balance. Once we saw that they were being honest, the Chiefs were being honest on defense, and we said, all right, well, JT isn't getting it popping like we need to because the O-line isn't blocking like we need to. We didn't just abandon him. We said, all right, now let's start getting these short passes. And you could tell, you could tell Matt Ryan's confidence was building as he was getting these passes off because he wouldn't be trying to dish out on a 30-yard to Alec Pierce had he not been confident with these little quick 8-9 yard checkdowns. So the confidence was there, and that's what we've been talking about all offseason. We just wanted to see some consistency, some kind of reliability between every position. And I think, I like to think that with a high-caliber team like the Chiefs, if Matt Ryan was confident enough to spread the wealth like that, then that's just going to slowly build his confidence throughout the rest of the games to get in the ball to these other guys because there's nothing more satisfying then again, going against a Super Bowl caliber team and able to, and being able to kind of pick apart. And I'm not saying he tore it up out there, but I but just from what he did was he was able to show that we can go to our number one, to our number two, and then even go down to our number two tight end. That's what we need to see across the board the entire game. So I, I'm I was I was proud of that man. Yeah, I thought when Matt Ryan had time in the pocket, he was he was going through his progressions well. He was he was finding the open receiver. Um, that's of course when he had time. A lot of times he was pressured, and you know he's he's pretty immobile in the pocket. So you're not going to see like Mahomes just be able to escape, elude the pocket, scramble to the right, make a pass. Um, but yeah, JT he got shut down. I think he only had about 70 yards on the ground on about 21 carries, 3.4 yards per carry. Not the Jonathan Taylor we're used to seeing. So, it sucks to see. But, our passing offense still came through for us. So, still came through. So, shout out to our offense. I I think it was, it was a content game from them. Definitely some kinks that still have to get worked out. But, 
I'm excited. What about our defense? What'd you see there? Man, that defense was just stout from the beginning. I mean, from the very beginning, they just took over the ball game. And that's all I want to see. Of course, we, I, you know, we're going to point out the negative first, like same thing we did with just a minute ago. Kenny Moore was looking like some burnt toast out there in a couple of plays. Boy, he, he was getting smoked. But, uh, you know, I ain't going <laughs> to sit here and dog him all day. But we have to be realistic here because – after we get done talking with this, I want to talk about the future of the Colts and how just because we got this win, I ain't off the train that we were on the past two weeks. So we're going to still talk about that as well. But I want to give I want to give that appreciation while we got this dub in our face. Kenny Moore did not look the hottest out there. Uh, but the defense as a whole, man, pressure. I saw some pressure. Yannick got his first sack of the season finally happened. You know, we, mm. we were building a little bit of pressure up around where we needed to be. And I'm gonna be real with you, man. Besides Travis Kelsey, uh, who when he had those that one drive, we had the couple catches and the touchdown, which looked really good for him. I mean, Mahomes. I, I it's like you mentioned last uh, last episode when Mahomes have time in the pocket, it's weird. I feel like he almost starts to panic, and when we weren't putting the pressure on him, it was weird. He was making some not Mahomes esque type throws, and it, I mean the defense was just locking him down, and that's what I like to see because. We kind of made them one-dimensional, to be honest with you. Edwards Hilaire wasn't doing a whole lot. Mahomes wasn't doing a whole lot. I mean, it was just kind of, they were just kind of all over the place. There was no consistency. And again, I don't know whether or not our defense just really showed up. And I hope that's what it is. But I just really liked the way we attacked the game, where we, we I feel like we made Mahomes more uncomfortable than we did trying to, trying to, um, pressure him and, and take him down the entire time it was more so a strategy of how can we make him the most uncomfortable with his reads because I personally thought there were a bunch of times where he could have just scrambled probably picked up a first down five six seven eight yards and he still chose to sit in the pocket and throw the ball which bit them in the foot you know 10 times and and I'm not mad about it I'm happy that happened but there were just some times where I was like mm, I don't know if I would take that approach especially looking at the field and how open he had to go but, again, I think it was more so the scheming that made him uncomfortable, and, and that's what I like. If we don't have to pressure a quarterback to, to to get the blitz and we can make them uncomfortable because we know Mahomes doesn't work, historically doesn't work as well when he has time to sit in the pocket, then I am all for it. We can do that all day long. So, so I, I was very impressed with how well the defense was able to do it and, and to not choke on the third downs. There were... No penalties. I mean, besides, I think we had a very late penalty in the fourth quarter. But besides that, there were no defensive penalties. And that's what I like to see. Just consistency throughout the entire game. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. the decade. Right? You know, we, we kind of... Uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. I hear you. Look, we contained Patrick Mahomes in that offense. They only had 315 total yards. That's very different from what they did to Gus Bradley's defense last year. Run defense without Shaquille Leonard. 
still on point. Like you said, we only allowed two and a half yards per carry, so they were one-dimensional. Uh, pass defense was a little different. You know, yeah, Kenny Moore, I think. I, I know I saw him in the first quarter get burned on a little bit, but I, I think that got a little better. I do think Travis Kelsey was getting to us in the first half. He was getting some mismatches on our linebackers. Uh, just like that one, I think he almost got a touchdown on, on uh, Okereke. But, yeah, he was just blowing past him. It's, it's really hard to defend a guy like that, Kelsey, who can move and is that big. Um, second half, we played well against him. I think we shut him down. Juju Smith-Schuster had some big catches. But the big thing to note here is even though they were driving on us, for most of the game, we really came alive in the second half. Because Kansas City's offense in that second half, here were, here were their uh, conclusions of all of their drives. They had a field goal. Then they had a turnover on downs. Then they had a missed field goal. Then they had an interception to end the game. So every time they got to the red zone, we limited them essentially to field goal attempts. So I, impressive showing by our defense today. I, I'll, I'm i not going to lie. Look, top five offense in the NFL, arguably, and we and we basically shut them down. I am happy to see that. I you go Gus Bradley, like you said, the schemes. I I I really thought he mixed it up. Saw some cover four looks. You know, they're they're always saying Gus Bradley's just cover three guy. No, he he's showing different coverages. Um, Julian Blackman went down. I was a little scared about that, but Rodney Thomas came in. He was great in coverage to replace him. I saw him make a great play on Kelsey. Could have been a big play if he didn't make that play. I don't think I saw Nick Cross the entire game. That that is very interesting. Yeah, he wasn't he he wasn't really out there, you know, or I should say making a name like he normally is. He wasn't making a lot yeah. of noise. So I I don't know about I mean we won, so I guess I'm not gonna argue, but you know, Nick Cross was the starter, you know, week one, two, all that. But Jamal Gotta talk about my favorite player of the game. Gilly Lock. Stephon Gilmore. I think he made every one-on-one tackle that I saw. I think he made every single one because he had five solo tackles and only five total tackles. So he was doing it all by himself, all Gilly Lock. Talk to him. Look, what makes a great cornerback? Tackling. Tackling is super important. If they miss a tackle on a 1v1, that catch goes for five. That that catch that was four or five yards goes for 10 plus. If they miss that one on one tackle, he didn't allow that to happen. He limited yards. He prevented conversions, third down conversions. Then he ended the game with a big pass deflection that Rodney McLeod ended up catching in the air. My goodness. He even went out the game with a hamstring injury, came back, still had that dog in him. I was worried, man. I was worried when he went out. But I told y'all, I've been telling y'all this for a minute. Talk to him. He is the most important addition for the Colts this year. And no one believed me. Y'all kept saying Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan is not like an elite quarterback. Quarterback is the most important position. But boy, when you're getting... I, I've been watching, I'm a Gamecocks fan. I've been watching Stephon Gilmore since he was in college. This man is a baller, and he showed up today. Like you said, I thought the front four, they was getting good pressure on Mahomes. 
I thought it didn't really matter though for most of the time because Mahomes' pocket presence is just godlike. I mean, his mobility came up. It was it was important. That's something the Colts were missing. But you could see, I mean, a lot of those times I think on on most quarterbacks we'd we'd be getting more quarterback hits, uh, maybe a, a sack or two more. But Mahomes was not allowing that. He's just too good. He's too good at eluding pressure. But either way, we were still getting it. You know, disrupting the play. I'd, I'd rather have that than a clean pocket. Although you said you noticed Mahomes make some bad throws in a clean pocket. Still, I'd rather have a unclean pocket. But solid outing by our defense today. I can't ask for more. We won the game. I, I said it would be a very close game or a blowout. Happened to be a close game. I'm happy we won at home. This is big for Colts Nation. But boy... We haven't even touched on special teams, and I think that's our another highlight. I mean, Bubba Ventrone, shout out to your squad because oh yeah, I mean it started off in the first quarter. Isaiah Rogers with a great return to the thirty-four yard line to start the game, muffed punt. I know that's mm. on the punt returner, but we came up with the recovery. Shout oh, out yeah. to Kylan Granson. You know, um, Kylan Granson had another great play too. To pin it at the one-yard line on a 57-yard punt. Made sure it wasn't a touchback. Chase McLaughlin. Hit all his field goals, right? Looking good. Yes, yes yeah, sir. I, look, look. This is great. I mean, uh, Julian Blackman had a good tackle on a kickoff. Pin him at the 15-yard line. Special teams was almost perfect today, I think. And they stopped a fake field goal try on us. I mean, special teams was just shutting shit down. Could have been the best unit that played today. Um... I also think on the other side of the ball, Chiefs, the reason why they lost is because of lack of good special teams play. No Harrison but uh, Butker killed them, I thought. Andy Reid didn't have confidence in his kicker. That changed the gameplay up, the script. You know, that missed PAT. They had to go for a fake field goal. Got too silly. We shut it down. Missed 34-yard field goal. You know, we would have been screaming at our kicker if that happened. But shout, shout out the special teams, man. Shout them out. That's clean, man. I right, listen. You you took the cake with all of it. I I'm with it. I'm a hundred and ten percent with it all. I'm excited. I want to go on the highlight. I I don't want any other negativity. I just want to as as a as a loyal Colts fan and as a realist. I just want to let Colts Nation know as happy as happy as I am. I am not gonna sit here and act like this. All of a sudden, we just forget everything that we have been talking about over the past two, three weeks because it still has to be there. There still has to be a fire under Frank Wright. This W against a, a Super Bowl caliber team is what we need. As we talked about last episode, every year Colts have one game where they show up and show out. This was it. But we need this consistency the entire time because we can't let this one W be the, oh, well, you know what? All of a sudden, it doesn't matter that we that we got blown out by the Jaguars. It doesn't matter that we tie with the Texans anymore because as much as this game means a lot to us, Eric, we can't forget out of the first seven weeks, five, we have five division games. One we tied, one we lost. So this W counts for something. But we should we should be technically we should be three and zero right now. Instead, we're one one and one. So I just don't want to negate the fact that we that we have still we still have a lot of problems to fix. I am happy for this win. I hope that this was a learning curve for us. I'm, I hope that this is what we need to get back on the right track. 
but I just can't sit here and, and let Colts Nation think that all of a sudden I'm going to just act like everything we have not been complaining <laughs> about day in and day out does not exist anymore because it does. Frank Reich is still on the hot seat. Ballard is still on the hot seat. We need this every single week. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, not too long ago, a few days ago, you go on social media, Colts media, and you saw fire Frank Wright. This Frank Wright's last game. Blah, blah, blah. But I bet the tone has changed now. 100%. But you're right, Jamal. I mean, we can't just keep... We're not just going to keep on going on this roller coaster. We have to be consistent. The Jaguars just beat the Chargers 38-10. to The Titans just beat the Raiders. Wow. Now it's a fight in this AFC South. We have to keep winning, and we definitely have to win those divisional games. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the play calling? I thought it was fine. Um, besides maybe the, the the fourth fourth down play, we have fourth yeah. and one. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Shotgun play action. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't Got a fan it. of that. Yeah. There was also when we were down, what, uh, 13 to 17, we could have gone for a field goal, but we still went for it. That may have been the same fourth and one play. I Honestly, I can't remember. I think there was a couple fourth close plays where we should have gone for a field goal or something, and we just mm. kind of – kind of made a bad choice where we could have it could have made the it could have teetered the game one way or another i i cannot remember to be honest with you if that was the exact same play so yeah in hindsight probably should have went for it but you have to remember at least for me i thought the one way the colts were going to win this game was to be aggressive mm-hmm. we have to keep up with the chiefs firepower on offense yeah so what do you have to do fourth and one fourth and two you might have to go for those because you can't always settle for a field goal if they're going to get a touchdown on us every time. Of course, that didn't happen. Right. But that, that I think that was the mindset, you know, in that first and second quarter, we got to keep up with the Chiefs. And and that's completely fair, especially for that first and second quarter. But when it was 13-17, to 17, I would have felt way more comfortable with the 16-17 to 17 game versus the 13-17 game. Uh, but, I, you know, I, again, at the end of the day, we got the W. That's what's most important. And I'm Absolutely. not I'm not mad about Frank being aggressive because, again, as we mentioned, we talked about it all, all offseason. We want to see that aggressiveness. I want to see Frank Wright uncomfortable. I want to make the team uncomfortable because that's how we're going to make big plays by not being predictable. So, uh, on board with it at the end of the day, had we lost the game and it came down to that one play, I honestly would have been having the same conversation as at least we at, at tried to go for it in a, in a rough situation because if we if we win, I say, you know, we could have possibly gone on the field goal. If we lose, we could have possibly gone on the field goal. But again, the, the, the thing is, is we've preached it day in and day out. We want the aggression. We want to see that the consistency can be there for Frank Wright to be a, a good play caller when he needs to be. So again, I don't know, like you mentioned, I don't know if he called the plays or or what was going on, but overall, I wasn't too upset about what was going on with the play calling. I just really, really think if we can figure out a way to get this offensive line firing all cylinders, the play calling could look even better because that's just seriously the scariest thing for me right now. It's just the inconsistency at the front, at the the O-line. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't be looking at play calling so much if we had a stout O-line, but let's push the down, let's push the ball downfield a little bit more. I think we only have one attempt down uh deep ball attempts and that was that alec pierce catch i don't think i saw another deep ball attempt but i could be wrong nope i think you're right i actually think you're right with that one i, I don't recall seeing any any big deep ball threats uh and and i don't know whether it's just 
Matt Ryan not having confidence in his arm or the receivers or maybe the O-line or what. But if we're going to be in shotgun, he's already going to be taking that extra two, three steps back. And that's plenty of time for MPJ to get a jump on a, de- on a, on a defensive end, or excuse me, defensive back and getting 15, 20 yards downfield. So let, let, let them eat. Let them eat when they can. Yeah. Well, go Colts, everybody. Colts Nation, we got the dub. Sure. I'm happy. Jamal's happy. Absolutely. Colts Nation is happy. We just got to repeat against the Titans next week. That's all we have to do. Mm-hmm. Who's got the better running back? That's that's probably going to be the big question that day. Hey, man, this is going to be a running back battle for the for the century. I'm ready to see JT <laughs> to take off. Let's get it. Well, we're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. That's going to be it for us, everybody. I'm hype. Oh, I hope you guys are too. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast today. We release episodes bi-weekly. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you listening podcast. We're also on YouTube now. And we'll be back next week to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care, guys.